Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Boom, we're on. And today's guest, we've got Suleiman Ahmed. How are you, brother? I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, really good, thank you. Just working away, trying to uh, make a living, I guess. Nice. Where are you based at the moment, Sue? So I'm from the United Kingdom, uh, Yorkshire. Obviously, I've come to Dubai for a, for a week or two, but yeah, I'm in. Um, I'm originally from the UK. So today you're on to speak about the Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate case. Two men who are in a Romanian prison. They've just got an extra thirty days. There seems to be no no. It's allegations made against them, but there seems to be no charges. But what's your connection with Andrew Tate and Tristan? Right. So I have no connection with them. I've never met them, and I don't know them at all. My initial basis of uh, getting into this, and I didn't even used to follow him, so I'm not like a Andrew Tate stan or something like that. So my initial basis on this was um, I just saw online he was getting vilified significantly, especially during the first week or so. And I was just looking at the content that was being used or the information and data that was being used to vilify him. And so I just analyzed it and demonstrated the flaws in the arguments. So initially it was just random content, like for example, trying to make the statement that the US woman was kidnapped. And then in that scenario, there was actually a long form video showing she was going out, she was coming back, so on and so forth. And then after that, I got uh, more into it and I started looking at the allegations and looking at the report. And then I just realized that this, um, you know, I realized that the accusations just took on me, level of hysteria was, that was going on against him. In addition to that, it felt like the allegations weren't strong enough basically to hold him. And I would say now, over time, I am probably more, you would say, pro-tape, but only in the sense of from researching, analyzing it in a full biased way, it, I've come to the real conclusion or realization that basically he's getting, it's basically a frame job. Yeah. Like, so they're in just now, they're over in Romania. What's your, what's your background, Sue? Right. Okay. So basically I'm an academic, um, um, I've, you know, I've, I've authored books, I've blog and so on and so forth. In terms of now, in the since I'd say the Tate uh, situation, I've been doing quite a bit of journalist work and then I've received journalistic work outside of the Tate situation. But it's basically just using the acad academic knowledge I have and analyzing the situation. So why are they why are they held in Romanian prison without charges? Like, what's the... How does it work over there? I know they can hold them in remand for 180 days, but how can you hold someone without pressing any charges? Yeah, I think that's hugely problematic. And although you would say they may be following the letter of the law, but the problem is with the Romania, they want to be part of the Schengen zone. They are part of the EU and they are part of the international community. And based on those things, what they're doing is a complete violation of human rights is a violation of EU directives and is infringing on certain aspects of international law. Because what they're doing is they're saying, you know what, we've investigated these guys since April 2022. So just think about that. It's been nine months since they were arrested. Uh, sorry, they weren't even, yeah, arrested and put on remand. And thereafter, there's now going to be an additional two months. And throughout that entire period of time, they're investigating they're trying to gather information. And yet, according to the judicial document, there's not enough evidence to prosecute or convict. So right now, the entire basis of the evidence is just to remand while they look for more information. 
because they're very controversial public figures. We all know that, but that shouldn't be enough to have you spend time in prison without any charges. Like, what do you think's happening and why do you think it's happening against them? Do you think it's because they're so high profile or do you think there's more to it? Well, we can make our own conclusions based on what's happening. Now we, but we get a window into what the thinking of the judiciary is or what the reasoning they're giving to the public. Now, this might be just public reasoning and they're trying to basically make an excuse for what they're doing. So they give a couple of reasons. First thing they say is that they're a flight risk. Now, the issue is this, the very, very high profile people and their claim is, and this is, this is what I found baffling. They used a social media clip from Andrew Tay where he says, I have multiple passports. Now, anybody knows when you get to this level of investigation, you aren't going to use social media clips to determine if someone has what various passports. You'd ring the various embassies and find out and verify if a person does have passports or set country. So that's the first problem. And then the other, so that was the flight risk. And the flight risk is, is, is illogical because unless the Tates want to be on the run for the rest of their life, everybody knows who they are. Everybody knows them quite visibly. It would be very difficult for them to leave the country and then continue with their fame. The second reasoning they give is that they're concerned that if the Tates come out, the judicial system will be lowered in the eyes of the public. Now, why would that be? Well, what it would be is, what's Andrew Tate really good at? He's really, really good at talking. So you want to basically silence him. Because if he gets out of prison and he talks, they think that the judiciary will look bad in the bad account the, in, in light of what people how the people view it so essentially it's a way of silencing him which again is a, a, um, a violation of human rights it just seems so much like it's world news now like it's so big the headlines like how bad does it look for the police if they get released without charges and the way they've been treated well I would say it, it would look a bit bad but I would still say that would be better then going forward with minimal evidence, because that's going to make them look worse. Because in reality, look, we we are from the West. We are, we we're accustomed to the United Kingdom system, and many of your viewers will be from the United States as well. And in those systems, there's there's a procedure and a policy that is fair. And what that is is, for example, and I accept that there be aberrations to this, and sometimes there is unfairness, but we're talking generally. And um, so. As an example, in the United Kingdom, what would happen is the prosecutor would look at the information. I'm sorry, the police would investigate and they would gather the information, both positive and negative. And then they would collate that together and they would give it to the judiciary. I'm sorry, they would give it to the prosecutor or in the United Kingdom, the CPS. And the CPS would weigh up, look, is this strong enough? Because look, the negative is just breaking our case. And then they would decide to take it forward. But in Romania, what they're doing is they're not even looking or including information that negatively impacts their prosecution. As an example, they're claiming that the girls were human trafficked. What's a, a one aspect of human traf trafficking is they don't have freedom of movement. They're stuck in the house and they're controlled. You know what's a good way of, or a good indicator to see if they do have freedom of movement? The CCTV cameras. Because the CCTV cameras, they've got both internal and, and external cameras. The prosecution are not including the CCTV cameras and they refuse to do so. That's one example. The second example is snippets of text messages where they're not including the entirety of the text messages. 
So you have a scenario when the prosecution are not including this. And why that's a problem is this. Everybody knows if you've been in the legal system, you could be the most innocent person in the world. Soon as something goes into trial, there's always trial risk. Something could go wrong. Things could not go your way. And even an innocent person could end up being guilty when it goes to trial. Hence why we have this process that they need the evidence needs to meet certain standards before it's even taken to the court. And unfortunately, in this case, that's not happening. They've seized cars. They've seized, I think, three and a half million pounds worth of cash. They've seized uh, weapons as well. Is none of that um, big enough to get charges either? Are you allowed guns in Romania? Are you allowed money? How do obviously you get proceeds of crime and stuff here if you're a criminal? But if you're not a criminal, then they don't seem to have pressed any charges with the all the other stuff that they've done. And Romania, like, where's the cash and the guns? Like, can you have guns there as well? Uh, well, that's a very good question. I'll answer the guns question in a second. But in terms of, again, they've basically taken the assets as uh, it amounts to almost three and a half million. And if you look at it, the civil case only amounts to £350,000. Sorry, £35,000, which is 0.1% of the civil case, which means it's a massively disproportionate now, they haven't been charged for all anything related to money laundering or any financial crimes. So therefore, this is entirely based on these rape and human trafficking allegations. Therefore, it, they, what they've done is completely disproportionate. In terms of the guns, for, there's two, two pieces of information. First of all, the claim is from the TED's team that, that those guns were from the security team and they were licensed to hold them. Also, we do know that they house, according to Andrew Kitt's uh, videos, which may or may not be accurate, but the house is actually registered as a gun range, so therefore they are allowed guns. So what? how long can they held them, them for? Like, can they be held for 180 days and they've got to be released, or will they get out sooner, do you think? So, yeah, they, basically they're allowed to hold them up to 180 days at, in increments 30 days. So each 30 days, they'll have to make a new application, provide new evidence. And that was another issue that previously, when they've applied, they've not provided new evidence, and yet the extension's been happening each time. That's the first problem. The second issue is this, again, from a from a um, fairness point of view, you've got a scenario where the legal documents were not given to Tate's team until 45 minutes before the hearing. And even then they looked at them and then took them back. And then one day before the next hearing, they were finally given 17,000 pages of documents, impossible to review within a day. And so they've, unbe they've been unable to mount a fair and reasonable defense. And so you ask me, what do I think will happen? I think they will be held for the full 180. And the reason is they're looking for evidence so then they've not found evidence yet, so they need more time. So unfortunately, I do think it will be for 180. How deep does this go? So yeah. How deep do you think this goes? Do you think it's more than just um, two men? It's just under the, the spotlight just now? Or do you think it's a, it's a lot deeper? Listen, there's never any smoke without fire as well. As we've got to be clear that we don't have all the answers yet, but going by the facts, there's no evidence against them. It seems a lot has been made up. Um it can be trial by media as well. It seems as if everybody's out to get them. If you go online, all the positive stuff is being taken down, but all the stuff against the brothers are left up as well. So it can, because they've got so much popularity, 
is trying to change the mindset. They've become so big, they can change elections. They can change votes. They can, they've got so, they're so powerful. Andrew's so powerful that, do you think he's become a threat to, I would say the elite maybe? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, so that, I think there's two separate questions and they couldn't be linked. Is he a threat to the elite or what he calls the matrix, what we would maybe call the deep state or the liberalist leftist ideology? I would definitely say so. And the reason for it is, is we see it quite clear. He is um, basically impacting the minds of the youth. He's imp- impacting the minds of young men. And that is a significant problem. And you may think, wait a second, why is that a problem? No one cares about children. Actually, everyone cares about what children learn. If you look at the education system in the United States and the United Kingdom, it's all about what they learn, the ideology they understand, the doctrine that they follow. And if somebody is going to impact that, they're a front to the world order in terms of the liberalist leftist ideology or the way of doing things. So uh, he is a significant problem. And in the United Kingdom, there's many examples where schools are basically in a situation where if anyone mentions Andrew Tate, it gets escalated to safeguarding and then couldn't be escalated to prevent. And in a hypothetical scenario, if it was escalated enough, you could lose your children. So the so he is a big problem. And as you said, he's very vocal about anti-establishment things. This is an example. There's COVID. There's the Ukraine and Russia war. There's his comments about the, um, um, you know, certain Islamic states and so on and so forth. So they do view him as a huge problem. And as I agree completely with you. If he was to come out and say, vote for Donald Trump as an example, a significant portion of the youth would do so. So I think he is a huge problem in that regard. But then the second question is this, did that impact his arrest? So for that one, it's a bit more unclear. And a lot of people and his lawyer have indicated that they do think that there was some outside influence as well as the ex-prosecutor. So the person, you know, the prosecutor was prosecuting the prosecutor before this. She said exactly what I'm saying. There's not enough evidence. It doesn't make sense that they were arrested. It's a violation that they were even arrested without any evidence in the first place. But then she said that she believed that there was outside interference from external parties. My own thought is currently, I think that they, they may not be. And I'll explain why. I feel like Romania has done this on, this on its own. And the only reason I say that is that because the case has been run so badly, because the evidence is so minimal, mm-hmm. the person who comes from the West, who comes from the United Kingdom, 
in my own experience, they generally build a strong case first and then they take like a person down. In this scenario, you've had the reverse and I don't think they would have done it in this way. But then again, they could have influenced it and told them to do it and then they had a bad job. So all of those possibilities are there. What's the law on having a webcam business in Romania? So having a webcam business is completely legal as is OnlyFans. And look, for me, being from a conservative background, I do not find any of these uh, things acceptable. But look, the world isn't based on my paradigm. The world is based on a liberalist, leftist, Western paradigm. And in that paradigm, you not just webcam business, not just OnlyFans, any of these industries that use sex to sell, and I would take that further because I would have Hollywood, catwalking, modeling, and even Instagram where men are being exploited to the extent where They'll, they'll pay significant amounts of money just to watch a woman, or a woman drink a glass of water. So all of these industries which use sex is legal and is acceptable. So these arguments just don't make sense when they can't really use that to say that ethically it's not right. Well, ethically, according to Western paradigm, it's fine. What's your rundown on it all, Suleiman? Like, for me, I know Andrew personally, and... Um... He's always been very well respected. He's very respectful to people that's around him. He's very well mannered, very polite. Stuff that you see on camera, I was probably one of the first to have him on the podcast. It is a bit out there and but that. From, he's, he's very boyish as well, where he knows how to manipulate the masses. He knows how to get people talking. That's his skill. That's an art. He's very, very well educated. I like the guy. Like, um, I've backed him so far while he's been in prison. So hopefully my gut instinct is right about the man. Um, but what's your whole rundown on the situation with them? Like, like how how do you... Because I've spoke to people and people say they can maybe die in there. Like, is, that, is that a possibility where people can die in these Romanian prisons because they can potentially do the suicide thing? Or are they so powerful that they need to be given a trial or released? Yeah, I mean, all them possibilities are there because in reality, we know when they do these type of things, everyone just stays quiet and does, and no one makes a ruckus about it. The good example is Epstein. Epstein obviously was a bad guy, and I don't like the equivocation made with Andrew Tate because I think it's a totally different situation. But everyone knows that, <laughs> I mean, he didn't kill himself. So there is definitely that possibility. But in terms of Andrew Tate and the uh, personality, obviously, you know him better. The impression I get, and from speaking to him, so sorry, speaking to people around him, is he is, um, he is, he basically, if you look at his ideas, they are rooted in logic and there is strong basis behind them. But the delivery of them is what's made him famous, but also could be problem- problematic. Like I, I give many examples where I can prove his points based on academia. But guess what? No one's going to listen to me. I'm not going to go viral. It's boring. No one wants to look at statistics and you're trying to analyze a point and prove it. But when he'll say in a very blunt manner, even though the basis is right, that'll work. Or in a very controversial manner, that'll work. So I think that's what made him famous. And so so that makes sense to me because at the end of the day, we are too scared to say a lot of things. And he says them. That's the way I see it. That's the first point. And the second point is this. In terms of the specific allegations, if I talk a little bit about that, if you look at it, you have a scenario where they've taken this guy down. There's no evidence, but even the witnesses, it's just hugely problematic. They're very, very controversial uh, situations related to all of them. 
First, you have a scenario where two of the witnesses have came out, Jasmine and Beatrice, and said, guess what? The court has said we're witnesses, but we're not witnesses. We see the courts, uh, we see the tits as family. They care about us. We have our, have our own house. We have our own freedom. We make our own money. So, and what the court, what the prosecutor said is, guess what? Even though you're saying you're not a victim, we don't care. We're going to say that you're a victim. Now, what's the logic behind that? The logic behind that is this. These women have given three witness statements in support of the tape. So what I realized is the logic is this. They, when this goes to court, you're going to have a scenario where two witnesses, maybe a few more, but less, we know about two at the moment, are going to say, guess what? The Tate human traffickers. And one, one is uh, an allegation of um, uh, relations without consent. And you've got all the other women saying, guess what? No, we, we have freedom. We're not trafficked. We have our own autonomy. The Tates are really nice to us. Many of them are saying they're family. So what do you do with all those witnesses? When what you do is you say they're brainwashed. If you say they're brainwashed, means you can't trust them. If you can't trust them, it means when it goes to court and they're given live evidence, which is what we call it in the United Kingdom, in the United States, when they're in the box, you know, stating their facts or stating what their witness testimony is, when they're in the witness box, their view will be completely disregarded because now what they'll say is this, wo this woman is brainwashed, so don't take our word for it. So it's a way of basically eradicating the opposition in terms of those two. And if you look at the women who are making the allegations, I don't know if you want me to go into it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Basically, yeah, yeah. So basically them women, you've got one from the United States and you've got one from the United Kingdom of Moldovan descent. So again, first thing first, these are women from the first world country. Initially, when they were trying to attack Andrew Tate and Tristan Tate and the two women who were in prison, they tried to give everybody in their impression that guess what the Tates were doing? They were going to all these poor countries, Eastern Europe, where women had no other opportunity, and then taking advantage of them and bringing them into the webcam business and manipulating them. So scouring the world for poor, poor women, but the truth is far from it. These one of the women was from the United States. And the second woman was a stripper in London. And again, so it shows that she and both of them were actually in the sex industry beforehand. So the one in the US was, so I found like nude modeling photos. And the one from the United Kingdom was a stripper. So that's physical interaction in the sex industry. It's a lot more physical than, for example, being in the webcam or OnlyFans. And so this woman... According to the judicial, according to the judicial documents, um, this uh, Andrew Tate explains that basically she approached Andrew Tate and said, "Look, I want a better life. Uh, I want to be a TikTok star. I want my own beach bar. I want to be on the TV." And so he then, based on what she wanted, and obviously it would have been made sense for him as well financially, he brought her over to Romania. And when he went, when she went to Romania, she wasn't even living with the tits. She was living with other women. So again, there's not that control where you're basically watching them all the time. And then what happened was this woman, you've got a scenario where she claims the first incident of, um, you know, the incident of uh, without consent. And she, she's saying that I happened. But the, again, in that specific incident, you had two other women present because it was basically an orgy. 
And so you've got three witnesses saying, no, it didn't happen. And you've got this one woman saying it did. The second incident, again, is because her report was only a few weeks later after this incident. She says, I don't even remember what, when it happened. And then you have a scenario. And she was basically, this videos online of her twerking during the alleged incident. And then you have a scenario where one day before the raid happens, they're partying. And then finally after that, uh, the raid happens. And for the US woman, she's only in Romania. This is what you find shocking. She's only in Romania for less than a week. So her whole human trafficking story is for less than a week, less than a holiday. Like one would have assumed it's happened over months or years, but she was only there for less than a week. And then after the raid happens, they've now left the Tates. Three weeks after that, they end up in the French Riviera in a very expensive, we would say five-star, seven-star holiday on yachts, lobsters, and so on and so forth. So then the question becomes, how were they able to financially afford such an expensive, luxurious holiday? Because for me, I can only think of two scenarios. Either they had the money to pay for it, which again means they weren't human trafficked because they were making a lot of money. Or the other scenario is that someone paid them. And if someone paid them, who paid them? If they're working in the sex industry and they're there for, clearly for money, like, what would the taste, What would the court system need to make stick to get charges? If they say someone came forward and was offering the girls big money, would it only take two of them to give statements to make that stick against the brothers, the way it is in the UK? Right now, even the judges said no. So the judges saying, based on the evidence there is now, that's not enough to prosecute or convict. So they need more evidence. For these women, I cannot see a scenario where they could even get, like, what other evidence could they get that would take it above, or, you know, take the proof in the bar where it would be evidence enough that it's human traffic and rape. Right now, I, don't, I can't see a scenario they would. So the only way they would do that is a predetermined agenda to take the guys down. See the stuff that Andrew's said on previous podcasts over the last few years, the videos he's done, can that come back and haunt him? Can they use that against him? Or, or can he say he was acting, he was just praying it for the cameras? Like, or can they use that ev as, as evidence against him? I mean, they can use it as evidence against him in the scenario of if he says it, now look, I did this and there's evidence to back it up. Let me give you a scenario because people get confused about this. I think it's an important question. Let's say there was a rapper and the rapper said, you know what? I shot Malcolm. Malcolm's just a fake name. So I shot Malcolm. And then we see Malcolm de dead. And we see a scenario where that person was in the, you know, there's a possibility that that person could have been there. Then yes, that person's statement would and could be used against him. In this scenario, Andrew Tate's making a number of statements. First of all, a lot of them are out of context because I have consumed a lot of content to be able to make these statements. A lot of them are out of context. A lot of them, when you look at them in the long form, don't look anything like what the argument is being made. But even if you look at those statements, there has to be evidence of him actually doing it. So for me, like, for example, one of the worst statements may be, you know, he said, I'm going to give the woman 30% rather than 50%. So what you now would need is a proof that he actually only gave him 30%, proof that he only didn't pay tax. And even then, that has nothing to do with human trafficking. That's not paying your tax liabilities. So that's a totally different thing to fraud. So 
what I would say is the online content can be used, but only if you're doing it in a kangaroo style and radically it shouldn't be used in context. So if they're running the webcam business, Andrew can take money off them, no problem. If it's his property, if they're working for him, like, how does it work? Like... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, it's just a business arrangement. So, for example, anytime you go into business, you make an arrangement. So, for example, he says in video that he had a 50-50 split or a 70-30 split. That's a very, very, very good split for any business. You're basically, and he basically quite clearly said that, look, the women who work for me make a lot more money than the, when they work on their own because I understand the system. I understand how to ensure that you make a lot of money. He had a scenario where the women themselves weren't typing to the men. It was other women or other men. So when you have a structure in place, it's just a business to, um, business uh, system and uh, a, a normal way of a business operating. And I would add to this, look at the West right now. We have people in the United Kingdom who basically are living well below, are living on the minimum wage, but well below acceptable rates. You have people in the United States who basically have to have two or three jobs to make ends meet. So when you're, when we've got these scenarios where people are struggling, men, men are basically in significant unemployment, they're on the streets and they're homeless. And then you've got these women who are making significant amount of money. 30% of whatever the income is, and it does seem like they're making a lot of money. How is that exploitation? That can never be exploitation. It's just a business and they're making money. And guess what? If someone was saying that this is wrong, this is going to be a huge problem for, like we said, many of these industries that I mentioned. What is it that makes a human trafficking charge stick? What is it you need to have, what is it Andrew and Tristan have to have done to make that stick? So if you've got 75 girls working for you, that must be difficult. He's, he spoke about that many times, but what could the courts have that could make that trafficking charge stick? So I don't believe the courts have anything, but in order to make it stick, you would need to demonstrate a number of things. You would have to demonstrate that the women were forced so that they didn't have a choice, but they were forced into this industry. The second thing is you would have to prove that they had no freedom of movement. So they, for example, you know, he took away their passports, but again, we need evidence of that. For, for example, he didn't let them leave the house. He didn't let them uh, walk freely. He didn't let them do what they want, not do what they want, but basically they didn't have freedom because obviously if, you know, him basically believing in normal gender roles is quite different to basically not letting a person leave us and trapping a person or locking a person up. And the last thing is that you would need to demonstrate that you basically manipulated the women to an extent that they had no autonomy at all. But it's quite clearly that he says in his own material, because what people do is chop it up. He says, look, I got these women in this industry, but they always leave out the last few words so that we can make money together. If you're making money together, you're not human trafficked. See, because in Romania, like, there's, no criminal, there's no criminal record. Like, like, 
shouldn't that be a positive for them to then be getting bail? Exactly. And just to add to that, they've got no criminal record throughout the world. So they have no criminal record. The judge accepts that. But then what the judge did is, quite shockingly, even though there was an allegation made against him in the United Kingdom, and those allegations were dropped because the CPS found other evidence that demonstrated that that though that evidence didn't meet the standards, they still use that to make this determination. Just think about that. So we're in the United Kingdom. There's two women who claimed that they had not consented. The police investigated. The police took the women's phones off them. And when they took the women's phones off them, they found that the women were colluding in voice notes to lie against her. And the CPS looked at that and said, look, based on these voice notes, we're not going to take this forward. We're dropping the case. These women are basically trying to manipulate the situation and lie about him. This was part of the vice piece. And based on that, they dropped it. And yet the Romanian system, judicial system, is using that as evidence, even though he's, the charges have been dropped. So that's the terrible nature of the way things are happening. It's just totally unacceptable. I've been seeing, watching them on the news, but they seem so rough with the beards, the hair, very scruffy. Like, is that the way they're being treated? Or do you think there's a lot against them where they're not being allowed to wash, they're not being allowed to shave? Like, why do you think they're looking so rough? Well, we can just surmise based on what we're seeing and what the lawyer said. So first of all, what we know for a fact is the United States lawyer that they hired went to the prison to see them and they refused to let us see them. Just think about that. So first of all, why are they not being allowed access to their legal team? The second thing is this. What are they afraid that she's going to see that is going to be problematic and that she's going to tell the world? Because... Well, again, we're from the West. We expect certain standards, even within prisons. And if that's not happening, she would have relayed that to everybody. So they blocked her for a reason. Separate to that, you make a good point. They have the same clothes. They're rough. It does. It clearly shows that the where they're being held is a very, very rough place. And I have be, got some sources who have told me, uh, unrelated to the Tates, who have told me that the Romanian, where they afford people in remand, Sometimes it's a lot more worse than where they they went in the, than the actual prisons. So again, all of these factors again demonstrate that the human rights are being impeded. They are impeding on EU directives, and that's a huge problem because Romania has an obligation to ensure that they follow international law. And if they're not following it, then again, questions need to be asked. And another question needs to be asked is: Look, we've got this situation. These men. And the Tates, not the two Romanian women. And again, one of the Romanian women has gone to hospital due to the terrible conditions that she's had. Um, so she's been hospitalized yesterday. But let's go back to the Tates. They are United States citizens. They are citizens of the United Kingdom. Why are the United States and the United Kingdom not asking questions about why they've been detained without being charged? We know the United States made big moves in Russia to get back a WNBA player who actually had broken the law and accepts that she broke the law, but they got her back and gave away an arms dealer, a Russian arms dealer to do so. And that's someone who was convicted. And yet this per these guys who have not been convicted, have not been charged, have been held without basically being charged or prosecuted. 
there's new, you know, we're not hearing anything from the United States or the United Kingdom. I think that's hugely problematic. What do you think the outcome's going to be on all this, Suleiman? So what I think the outcome be, is going to be and what it should be is two different things. So what I think based on the evidence is obviously this should be dropped, this should be let out and people will respect the Romanian legal system a lot more if they followed policy and procedure and the law and said, look, there wasn't enough evidence and therefore we've had to let them go. What I think will happen is I do think they will get convicted. And the reason for that is it's clear that there's some kind of agenda by the prosecutor, by the judiciary to take these guys out. And so when a predetermined decisions have been made, it looks like they're going to take them down and convict them no matter what the evidence is. What's the sentencing over in Romania? So the sentencing for these charges could be anything from 12 to 15 years. It just depends on the accumulation of charges and so on and so forth. So it could be anything. And it could be a lot less as well. So it just depends on what things they can get to stick and what things they can convict them on. When are they up at court again, Suleiman? When's the next time they're up to appeal that remand? Right, so the next remand, so the appeal happened on February the 1st and the appeal got rejected. The next, so they didn't remand till February the 27th. And so the next hearing most likely will be like a week before that because that's what they normally do, a week or 10 days before that. That's when the next hearing will be to further extend it by 30 days. Yeah. Suleiman, would you like to finish up on anything, brother? Yeah, I would I would like to finish off by saying, look, I would I would say to anybody, look at the evidence, look at the information, look at the situation of the witnesses, look at the allegations that are being made, and look at the evidence that's being presented. Look at it in an unbiased and fair manner. And when you're able to analyze this information, you will quite easily see that the this information or this evidence does not meet the required standards. If this was in the United States or the United Kingdom, this would have been thrown out. Why are they going ahead with this when in reality the standards don't meet the required test? And again, looking into the prosecutor, there are allegations being made by Yasmin and a few others, as well as online, that the reason for going for such a high-profile individuals is because he wants the position that may, was made vacant days before the Tates were arrest, arrested, which is the head of DICOR, or DICOR, however is mentioned. So I would say my plea to everybody is look for the evidence and for the Romanian judicial system, follow the evidence. And if the, and as you will see, the evidence doesn't meet the requirements, let the brothers go. And the two women as well, because we keep forgetting them. Yeah. Suleiman, for people, how can people get in contact with you if they want to ask you questions? Um, so people can contact me via Twitter. I'm on that, which is uh, Sheikh Sullivan, S-H-A-Y-K-H, and then Sullivan. And I do try and respond to most messages. And if you want to contact or send a letter of support to the Tates, then their email is freetopg at cobratate.com. And from what I understand, those emails on those requests will be passed on. Thank you, brother. We'll do another update in a couple of weeks. Maybe jump on a live in case people want to ask questions about the case. Um, it's such a worldwide Thanks, case. It's such a big case and everybody's talking about it. As I know, Andrew Pearson, I hope everything goes right for him. I believe he's innocent, but only time will tell, brother. But again, thanks for your time and I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks. Thank you for your time. Cheers, appreciate it. Thank you, mate. Take care.
Social Podcast Network.